reviews generate business. They establish your reputation and people trust them. And more importantly, people act upon them. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Today, I'm talking all about reviews, social proof, and testimonials. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free, and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're gonna get. Now it's brand new, it's brand new edition, it's rather beautiful and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. I don't know about you, but I quite like food adventures. Now, one of the best meals that I've ever eaten, I think, was, strangely enough, at the second best restaurant in Iceland, according to TripAdvisor. But the weird thing was that I ended up leaving the review for a different restaurant on that trip. And yes, I did it on purpose. So the story behind this was that a few years ago, whilst we were visiting Iceland, uh, my wife and I, uh, this was pre-kids, we booked ourselves a last minute, fairly over the top indulgent meal at what was touted by TripAdvisor as the best restaurant in Reykjavik, number one rated, top rated restaurant in Reykjavik where we were staying at the time. Now, this was um, not really part of the plan, but it was kind of a consolation prize to ourselves at our own misfortune at failing to glimpse the Northern Lights which was kind of the main reason for the trip. We'd always wanted to see the Northern Lights and uh, yeah, we got the opportunity to go and uh, we were we were at the peak time, should have absolutely definitely seen them. The, the motel we got to the first night, they said they'd seen them an incredible display the night before. But despite driving out into the middle of nowhere, which didn't really impress my, uh, my fiance, uh, no, she wasn't even my fiance at the time, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, um, 
it didn't really impress her very much. I remember it was an incredibly cold, incredibly windy night. Um, she sat in the car eating Maltesers whilst I desperately uh, searched outside with a camera trying to take some pictures of, of the Northern Lights. Didn't really work out. Anyway, back to the story. So um, we decided that since we'd missed out on that, we would indulge ourselves uh, by having a really nice meal at what TripAdvisor had, had promised us was the best restaurant in Iceland. However, it turns out our Icelandic-based disappointments weren't over yet because we got to the restaurant and it was lovely. It was a wonderfully quirky, as you might imagine, from Iceland. Wonderfully quirky restaurant. And we sat down and uh, they very kindly brought us a welcome drink, which was a glass of wine. And then very strangely, we didn't kind of hear anything for about 20 minutes, which seemed like a very long period of time since we'd been welcomed into the restaurant so so warmly. But then eventually, a very apologetic manager came to see us to our table to explain that they'd had a complete power failure in the kitchen. There was no way they'd be able to cook anything else that night. They'd called someone out, but they knew it wasn't going to be there for about an hour and a half. And we'd already had quite a late booking. So we were like, no, it's our last night in Iceland. And we really wanted to have a, you know, a, an amazing memory. We'd had a lovely trip, but we really wanted to kind of top it off with this amazing memory. Anyway, understanding that it was our last night in Iceland, because I think we may have already mentioned that, the manager didn't attempt to make any kind of pointless excuses or, you know, say we can come back tomorrow or anything like that, because he knew that we weren't going to be around. So without us even asking, he explained that he'd already called his friend uh, uh, and called in a favor. His friend happened to run a restaurant down the road. So we called in a favor and to make for up for the inconvenience for us, they even said that they were going to pay for the entire meal that we were going to be having at his friend's restaurant. Now, bearing in mind, this restaurant didn't really owe us anything. We'd, we'd made this very last minute booking. Um, it was quite a late evening booking as well. Um, and all we'd done was really sit down and that's it. They'd even given us free wine at this stage, which we were already quite happy about. So with nothing else to be done, you know, we thanked him very much. He'd, he'd obviously tried his best. We put on our coats. It was pretty cold that night, I remember, in Iceland. Uh, we walked down a very steep hill towards, uh, with the directions to this other restaurant that we had been given. And we kind of joked on the way down that maybe his friend owned the local McDonald's and uh, we were going to be eating fast food for the evening, um, very dressed up as we were. But it turned out that we needn't have feared because it turned out his friend's restaurant was the number two best top rated restaurant on TripAdvisor. So we got down, we found it and uh, we sat down and we had an absolutely incredible meal. Genuinely one of the best meals I've ever had. The food was incredible. There was loads of theater. Uh, we had wine pairing with it and everything. Incredible meal. And we didn't even pay for it. Needless to say, we tipped very, very well that night. However, when it came to leaving a review, I left a review, not for the restaurant that we ate at, which in hindsight was probably a little bit mean, but I was compelled to leave the review for that first restaurant because I just had to let other people know, other people visiting Reykjavik, that there was a place that cared so much about your overall enjoyment and your satisfaction that they would organize somewhere else for you to eat because they couldn't take care of you themselves. And not only that, they'd even offer to pay for it. I mean, that is customer service right there. That is surely what every business, every brand really should aim for. Now, a couple of months later, I was contacted by the owner of that first fated restaurant to say that my review, the review that I'd left, had 
been mentioned by so many people that had made a booking at that restaurant. He said more bookings than he could count. He said people were so impressed by that one act of amazing customer service, customer care, that their reputation and their subsequent reviews had rocketed. Now, the moral of this story is that reviews generate business. They establish your reputation and people trust them. And more importantly, people act upon them. So what's more, so long as your values and your customer service levels shine through, I don't think there's really any such thing as a bad review. Even a negative review or a poor rating or whatever can provide you with an incredible way to promote your business and even win over new clients. So here's a few pointers when it comes to upping your reviews game. So first of all, how on earth do you get started with reviews? Well, it doesn't really matter what you call them. Reviews, some people call them social proof. Um, you know, they're also called testimonials. They're all basically the same thing. It is someone else, someone that isn't you and doesn't work for you, sharing their experience and their opinion about your business. Now, believe it or not, the opinion of someone else, even if you don't know that someone else, um, but it's done in a, in, a, in a trusted and responsible way, that opinion of someone else carries far more weight with a prospective client than anything that you might say yourself. Because obviously you're going to say positive things about your business. That's what you're going to do. But someone else saying it carries a heck of a lot more weight, something like, like five times more weight than something that you would say about yourself. But one thing to bear in mind here, though, is that you're going to get far better results asking clients for, for a review than you will if you try asking for a testimonial. Not everyone is going to leave you a review for sure. You know, that's always going to be the case. You know, you're never going to get everybody who visits you to leave you a review. But asking people for a testimonial, in my experience, seems like a much bigger, more serious commitment and, and undertake, you know, and good luck if you try to ask someone for social proof. They'll just look at you kind of weird and probably walk away. So the absolute best way to get started with reviews is simply to ask for them. I'm constantly astounded by the amount of businesses who say that they're not getting reviews. And then all I have to do is ask them, well, how many, how many people this week have you asked to leave your review? None. Okay. Well, it's not a surprise then, is it? So it's like a lot of things. If you simply ask your clients to leave your reviews, yes, not everyone is going to, but the amount of people that will, will be far higher than if you just kind of simply cross your fingers and hope people are going to leave your review. So what you need to do at the end of a treatment, ask your clients if they were happy with their visit. You probably do this or some form of doing this anyway. Hopefully they say yes. And then all you do is follow that up by asking them to leave your review. Now, at the moment, all you're doing is planting the seed. You're not necessarily expecting them to immediately whip out their phone and go and leave your review. You're planting that seed. You're asking them to do it. You're basically saying, you know, would you be okay with leaving me a review? So just doing this, this one simple act will massively increase your chances of getting more reviews, you know, over just, like I said, hoping it's going to happen. So the next question is, do reviews really matter? Yes, they do. Now, as I've already mentioned, other people's opinions and recommendations carry serious weight with other potential prospective new clients. If you want some stats to back this up, well, 93% of consumers read local business reviews to determine the quality of that new business that they've never worked with. And 72% of consumers won't take any purchase actions, including making a booking, until 
they've read some reviews. So what this means is that if you don't have any published reviews anywhere and you've got potential new clients looking at your business, then three out of every four will never even call you and make a booking because they've not been able to read a review. And it's not just clients reading reviews either. They might not even get a chance to see you because unless you have some reviews and ideally recent reviews, Google, which let's face it is where everyone searches for everything, might not even show you to people in the first place. Because Google have stated that they will rank you lower on any search listing, such as someone typing in something like beauty salon near me, if you don't have any reviews. And not just that, they even go so far as to say that you should have reviews that are regular, recent, and not from the same location. So what to take away from this is don't be having your clients, specifically don't have your clients, leaving you reviews on like an iPad or something that you have at your reception. You need to be getting them to leave your review after their visit, ideally when they're somewhere somewhere else like at home or at work. Now, you need to be getting them all the time as well, or at least on a regular basis, because Google tracks your reviews too to make sure that you've not just kind of got a load of reviews when you first opened and never, never got any again. They want to make sure that you're consistently getting uh, good feedback from your clients. So you need to make sure you're getting reviews on a regular basis. Oh, and if you actually get a less than perfect review, like a three or a four star review rather than five stars, don't worry. It's actually a good thing as far as Google is concerned. They expect you to get the odd lower review and they'd actually be suspicious if you got nothing but five star reviews all the time. So fair warning, don't just get all your friends to leave you nothing but glowing five star ratings because Google will figure it out. Okay. Now, with more and more people using voice search, things like Siri and Alexa and Google and Cortana, for information about local businesses, you know, on their phones or on their smart speakers or on their TVs, rather than typing a question into Google, reviews are actually becoming even more important because Google and Apple have said that they're going to take into account user reviews and ratings when offering the even more limited search results that they do via voice search. Because on a page, on a web page that we're used to seeing, you know, they can list out lots of different businesses and they can rank them in order. Whereas when you ask uh, one of these um, uh, virtual assistants for uh, this information, they actually give you much fewer results. So how do you go about getting more reviews in the first place? So let's say you're on board now with the fact that you're going to need some reviews and you're feeling a need for a few more. How do you go about getting some? Well, I've given you the most simple yet incredibly effective yet powerful advice that I possibly can, which is simply to ask your clients for reviews. There's all sorts of strategies and ways you can do in terms of, you know, follow-ups and and uh, techniques and things like that. But, but I find the easiest and the most effective way is just to ask people for them. So like I said, ask your clients to leave your review as they leave and then follow that up with a text message or a Facebook message or a WhatsApp or an email a little bit later. So like I said earlier, the idea is you're planting the seed when uh, they're leaving the salon for them to leave your review. So it's already kind of in their mind. So you've said, you know, would it be okay for you to leave as a review? And they're like, yeah, sure. At that point, they're more than likely to say yes. It'd be really weird for someone to turn around and say, no, no way, definitely not leaving reviews. I don't do it. So you're planting that seed, you're asking them to do it. So they're effectively then giving you permission to remind them to do it a little bit later. So what we need to do, send them a quick WhatsApp message, send them a quick messenger message or an email or something like that, just to remind them to do it. Now, as an extra tip here, 
What this means by following it up later means that they're going to be in a different location, which, as I've already said, is going to keep Google happy because they're going to be somewhere else when they leave that review. So your client's going to be happy to leave your review so as long as you remind them to do so. But there's one other thing that you're going to need to do if you really want to get loads of reviews, and that is to make it stupidly simple for people to do so. We're all busy. We've all got a million things on our minds at the moment, and this is compounded by the sheer onslaught of shiny objects and adverts and social media that is thrown at us all the time in our busy, mobile, constantly connected world that we're in. So you've got to remind people, number one, possibly several times, number two, and then you've got to make it the easiest thing on the planet for them to do, number three. Easiest way to do this, give them a link. Give them a link right there on their phone as they're reading your message, your reminder, whatever it is, so that they simply need to click on that link and it will take them straight to your preferred reviews page so they can leave your rating and leave you a review. Do not make your clients have to go and search for where they can leave you a review. That's way too much work. Make it clickable. Make it something they can just click on easily on their phone that could take them 30 seconds and you'll get more reviews than you know what to do with. So where exactly is the best place to get reviews? Well, the obvious answer based on what I've been saying here is Google. I've already said that. But then there's also Facebook and TripAdvisor and possibly Yelp, maybe Trustpilot. And then there's also the kind of the treatment marketplaces as well, um, which a lot of the time have their own independent review sections too. Now, you could look at this and think, oh my God, this just got complicated. I've got to get reviews in all these different places. How am I going to do that? Well, actually, it's really simple because, yes, you need to get some reviews on Google. Google, at the end of the day, is the main place that's going to serve you up to new potential clients when they're browsing the web by a long shot. So that's the most important place, generally speaking, to get reviews. But then the second most important place is where your ideal clients look for reviews. So the easy thing for you to do here is simply start by asking your existing clients where they go to look for reviews for local businesses. If the consensus is Google, great, you're already covered. But if it's somewhere else, then that is where you should be getting your reviews. Now, I've worked with clients all over the world, and strangely for some, Yelp is the most important place, tends to be over in uh, the United States. TripAdvisor obviously is a, a big one, especially if you live in kind of a major tourist area, somewhere like a big city like London or something like that. Um, but equally, it could be all sorts of different places. There may be one that you've not even thought of. So a great place to start, simply ask your existing clients, where they would go to look for reviews of local businesses, and that is where you need to be doing it as well. And here's where asking your clients for reviews comes in really, really handy again, because all you need to do is mix it up when you're asking clients for reviews. So one week, you could ask your clients to leave you a review on Google and give them a link to that. Then the next week, you need to direct them to Facebook. Now, if TripAdvisor is a thing for you, then send your clients there in week three. And then all you need to do, go back to Google for week one and just repeat that process. But Remember, more than anything, give them a link to click on, because if you take them to where you want to leave that review, that's where they're going to leave the review. So now you're getting some reviews. What do you do with them? Well, presuming that they're going to be reviews you want people to know about, simply share them. The handy thing about a review on another popular website is that people recognize what it looks like and they trust it. So all you need to do is screen grab that review and then turn it into a social post or throw it up on your website so more people can see it. You've gone to all the trouble of getting one of your clients to give you a review. Well done. 
you may as well let people know about it rather than again crossing your fingers and hoping that that's where people are going to go and look it out all by themselves. Now, if you want another tip here, I've seen a lot of people do this. They take a review that someone's left on kind of a third party website and they turn it into a really pretty piece of uh, branded imagery using Canva or something like that. And then they put it on their website or on their Instagram or something like that. So it kind of fits in. It looks nice. But actually, you're doing yourself a disservice here because it's trusted less than that simple screen grab. If people recognize the website, like, for example, Trustpilot or Facebook or, or, or Google reviews, people kind of know what they look like. So if you simply screen grab that and use that as the image that you post, people actually trust that a lot more. Because if you've kind of engineered it in Canva, you could have just made it up. So what do you do when the inevitable happens and you get that poor review, that bad review, that negative review? First of all, breathe because it's actually not the end of the world at all. In fact, a negative review is a good thing, believe it or not. It's always an opportunity to showcase your expertise, your empathy, and your customer service. See, if you respond to that reviewer, in a sensible and calm way, explaining the situation as you see it. If it's possible, invite them back. Do so publicly so everyone can see that you're doing this. This looks amazing to other people who are checking out your reviews. So obviously do what you can to help look after this client, especially if they've had a negative experience with you. It's happened to all of us, let's face it. I've lost count though of the times that I've heard from beauty business owners that have taken a negative reviewer, a really genuinely unhappy pretty pissed off reviewer and turn them into the biggest raving fan that they could have simply by helping them turn that negative experience into an amazing one. Because we're so used to businesses offering just a basic bare minimum of customer service that a business that's prepared to take someone who's gone on and publicly said something negative about them and to care so much that they've brought them back in, they've corrected whatever it is that went wrong as much as possible. You know, that speaks volumes, just like my experience with the restaurant. Now, that said, you are occasionally going to get yourself a crazy. It happens. But as long as you've done what you can to understand, to explain, and to help resolve that problem publicly so people can see what you're doing, that's what you want people to see. Now then, with all the recent goings on, I imagine you've had a bit of a review drought over the last 12 months. So how about you turn that around today? This is my challenge to you. If you've listened so far to this podcast, what I want you to do today is I want you to ask your clients where they look for local business reviews. I want you to ask them if they've had a good visit with you today. And if they have, I want you to ask them if they'd be willing to leave your review. Chances are they're going to say yes. Then all you need to do is later on, send them a quick message, ask them to leave your review, and for heaven's sake, give them a link to click on so they actually do it. And I guarantee you will get more reviews than you know what to do with. That's all from me for this week. I look forward to being in your ears again. Same place, same time next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help 
and there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.